the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The Secret Service says a man shot himself outside the White House. Medical personnel are on the scene. President Trump was not at the White House. He's in Florida, but is set to return later this afternoon. The agency says in a Twitter post there are no other reported injuries related to the incident. Also on SRNews.com, an 11-year-old boy in New York State is the fifth person reported killed by downed trees in a fierce winter storm, bringing high winds and heavy rain to the East Coast. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker says power may not be restored to some customers for a while. Some areas could be without power for an extended period of time, given the fact that the high winds, which will continue through tomorrow, will make it very difficult for crews to get out and do the work associated with replacing those. Police say the gun used in a shooting at a Central Michigan University dormitory that left students' parents dead was registered to the suspect's father. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager believes in another type of bank account. I mean, I know the role that I play in a lot of people's lives, and I think about that. Have I disappointed people? You know, when I came out against Donald Trump during the primary, people were very disappointed. That's why I'm a big believer in the moral bank account theory I have. Now, we make deposits when we do good things, and we make withdrawals when we make what are mistakes or perceive as mistakes. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Boy, what a way to start out March here at the Patriot. A beautiful day. Near 50 degrees for our high. It's breezy out there, but who cares when it's this warm? Lots of sun as well. It feels good. Get outside. Enjoy that if you can. It's just after 1 p.m. here at the Patriot. That means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner, Mitch Berg. He is up next in studio live. Tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. for the closer, Brad Carlson. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red, the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My condition much improved from last week. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a rough weekend uh, last week. Uh, the, the show of adrenaline, uh, the burst of adrenaline that carried me through the broadcast uh, faded out shortly after the show and uh, led to a very, very difficult weekend, as they say, but... I have rebounded. I am back in uh, the saddle, as as Stephen uh, Tyler once said, and I'm raring to go. It's a huge week here on the broadcast, and it's almost, there's almost, as always, I say this every week, too much news to fit into a two-hour show, plus the additional uh, factoid in the news that this is kind of a special broadcast, and with me to talk about that fact is is, is Brad Carlson from the Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance, normally heard. Uh, Sundays from 2 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, today is technically speaking anniversary. Num- it's uh, the closest we're going to get to the 14th anniversary of this broadcast. We went on the air in March on uh, 6th, 2004. So basically, uh, what, uh, 14 years ago this coming Tuesday, Brad Carlson. And, and they, uh, yeah, and, and they rest, as they say, is history. By the way, I take issue with that. Uh, wasn't it Gene Autry who first said we're back in the saddle again? Uh, it probably, okay. it probably was. All right, I'm, fair I'm, enough. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a classic rock <laughs> reference for the musicians <laughs> in the crowd. That's a, I actually uh, did not uh, get on the, ba- the Narn bandwagon until 
like later in 2004, like more close to the fall, simply because I wasn't aware of it. Uh, once I became aware of it, of course, I it's become appointment radio every weekend, Mitchburg. So, well, yeah, in, in, your, in your case, uh, very, very much appointment radio. Yes, yes. You better be here every Sunday. Uh, so, but yeah, absolutely, it has. You're, you've joined the, the show back in uh, 2000, as it happens, the the same day that uh, Watermelon was born. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Which uh, which kind of gives me the, the kind of marker I need to remember. Other than that, <laughs> it seems like it's both been not that long and longer than that. I was I was noticing that today. I as I was making it out to the studio, it's it's like just noticing the way Cliff Road has changed over the course of 14 years. Just how it slowly, imperceptibly snuck up on me the fact that that Cliff Road. Used to feel a little bit like driving through a farm field with some with some buildings on either side. I mean, the movie theater was there, Doolittle's was here, uh, the driver's test station was here, the, the the strip mall was across the street, but most of the rest of the stuff that's around here was not here when this show started. Well, just talk about the studio itself. I mean, didn't you have like uh, this conference room right outside the studio? Wasn't here at first, no. was it? It was like a couple of cubicles. It was a couple. Of, it was yeah. Lee Michaels's office was over there. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and the green room that we that we have our guests to hang out in was uh, was was basically more office space. Yeah, right. It was it was a very different place back then. It was a very different station back then in a lot of ways. In uh, although the on air lineup on the weekdays hasn't changed hardly an iota. I mean, we had uh, uh, we this is this is back. I forget who was on the mornings back then. Well, Lori. Ingram was probably in the morning uh, from Ingram's 8 to 11. 8 to 11, and before that, I forget who was on. Was it Bill Bennett mornings? No, it was before uh, Bill Bennett's time. Okay. <laughs> may have actually been a repeat of Michael Savage from the night before. Oh, okay. That's right. That's certainly which, possible. There's some morning, uh, choice morning radio for you. <laughs> but Michael Medved's been in the same place for ever since the very beginning. Dennis Prager, likewise. Yes. Uh, Hugh Hewitt. Moved to mornings recently, but he was that's uh, right. Yeah. He was the afternoon guy from the day we started until the day he left, and uh, the night time lineup has sh- shifted around. And of course, the Northern Alliance uh, started uh, two about a year and a half after the station went conservative as the station's uh, local political talk show. And back then, it was a very different sh- uh, kind of show. Uh, back then, it was noon to three Saturdays. I was more of a traffic cop and, and director than a host at the time because we would have, at any given time, four or five people in the studio here uh, competing for airtime. And I'd be back here, and those of you watching me on video, I was signal. We had this elaborate set of signals, like the deck of an aircraft carrier. So you go, you're up next, you're number three. Uh, you really, really want to get in? Okay, you go in, but then make it short because oh, you want a short little. Uh, uh, we had this amazing little little sign language going amongst ourselves, and that's how it carried on for a couple of years until we split into three different shows in 2006, which carried us through 2010 and then 2012 when Ed finally left uh, uh, the show here. And uh, yeah, that was that was back then. It, we, the first broadcast was me, uh, Ed Morrissey, King Banyan, Scott Johnson, John Hinderocker. Uh, the, the the guys from the Frotters, uh, Chad and uh, and now was Chad Chad on that first show? I remember his brother JB was there. JB was there. I, I, Adam Iser lasted one segment until you blew him out, right? No, that... he blew himself out. Okay, okay, I wanted him back. He wouldn't come. JB was there. I don't. I remember Chad was a king. Was not there the first day. Okay, but Brian was. Brian was certainly there. Yeah. And uh, and 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 Adam Iser, Yeah, literally one segment was all he could handle. He said, "I don't want to do radio anymore." <laughs> And it's, What's that all about? I don't know. I, it's 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 like saying I don't want to drink anymore. It's like, no, it's, I don't want. I, I really do only want one potato chip. Now, do you do you recall the very first uh, story you talked about on the uh, debut of the Northern Alliance? We talked. I do. I, I do. We talked about because uh, I do. Really? Okay. I, I remember the post. I obviously didn't listen to it, but I remember the post, and I, I, I was telling you off air that I went and did some research because of the 10th anniversary, obviously, four years ago. I went and did some research on how the Narn began. Of course, Ed, as he still does to this day, live blogs any major events. Right. So he live blogged that as his old blog, Captain's Quarters. Yep. Uh, something about bathroom graffiti? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The first thing we talked about was 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 the, the the way bathroom graffiti was sort of a, a a barometer of the way life in the city was decaying and I talked about the bathroom graffiti I saw in the uh, in the midway uh, it, it, around Hamlin University and mm. it's still it, it's a very valid topic okay. Actually, okay. Exactly. Yeah, we, and, 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 and Scott Johnson talked about a Bob Dylan concert he'd been to it was one of our few uh, forays into arts criticism uh, we, we talked for three hours. And honestly, I don't remember it all. I still have it on a CD somewhere in my house. Really? i got to hear this. I've got to find that. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure some of the other guys have it on, on CD as well. So I'll have to dig around and find it. I, and perhaps I'll be glad it's I don't have it because everyone listening to their old 
tapes and radio, uh, listens back and think, well, my goodness, I was I, I ever sounded like that. Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that, uh, Brad Carlson, but, but if you've worked in the radio business, listening to your old air checks is one of the most vulnerable feelings you'll ever get in your life. <laughs> I actually, my, uh, my debut on Twin Cities Radio was actually, as you dub it, the Evil Talk Empire. Back, right. back before they were the all-sports station, uh, ESPN is there. Well, it's kind of their national uh, right. umbrella now, yep. and uh, it was uh, yeah. So it was a two hours on a Sunday. It was uh, it was a contest called the Next Big Thing, right? And it was the summer of two thousand five. A buddy of mine and I did it, and they thought we were good enough. So they said, "Why don't you fill in for a regular host who's going to be on vacation in a couple months? Some guy named." Thompson, Dave Thompson, who's right. a regular Sunday host <laughs> on the, right. the Evil Talk Empire. Yeah, and and ever since then, I was bitten by the talk radio bug. And uh, I don't know if you remember any time you guys were out at the State Fair. I'd come out on a Saturday, the I busiest remember. time of the year, just stalk you guys. And, until oh, yeah. Brian finally said, hey, you ever think of doing radio? I was like, I was waiting for you to ask, man. <laughs> I remember your first time on the air here. We were, I believe it was the ice fishing show down at the – was that your first day? That's right, That's yes, right. on we the did, Patriot, yes. The ice fishing show at Patriot, you're filling in for Brian or, or, or oh, Chad or somebody. I was filling in for – it was Brian. Brian and John, the first team back then, Chad had moved on by that point. That's right. So it was Brian and John. John was on assignment. And then, uh, yeah, it was January of 2010 at the Sportsman Show down at the uh, uh, River Center River there. River Center, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, we talk about a cavalcade of stars. We had uh, Tom Goodrich, Fishing for Life, was that's right. there. That's right. Uh, gentleman, uh, Michael Cummins, who was looking to knock off Jim Oberstar that year. Turned out to be Chip Kravak, knocked off Jim Oberstar that year in that's CD8. Right. Wow. Uh, we had... Uh, a Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel, made an appearance. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. And then uh, uh, Brian Ward's favorite broadcast ever. I, I know. And then the gentleman who uh, wrote Ross Bernstein, who wrote a lot of sports books, he he wrote a book called "I Love Brett Favre, I Hate Brett Favre" because Brett Favre had signed with the Vikings that year, and it was a it was kind of a two section book. The you know the justification for hating Brett Favre, and now that he's with the Vikings, we love him. We got a man crush on him. <laughs> and then of course it was wrapped up, culminated by. The bikini ice fishing team. Two members oh. of the bikini ice fishing team. They were not in uniform, though. No, they no, they weren't. But I do remember. I do remember a crowd gathering around for that. So that was a good get. So anyway, yeah, we've all. Yeah, it's been uh, fourteen years. Holy cow! I mean, this is. I'm trying to remember the number of jobs I've had in the last four day jobs. I should say I've had in the last fourteen years. So oh I yeah. Point out my my first real radio career, uh, such as it was, lasted fourteen years. I started when I was fifteen years old at at uh, KEYJ in Jamestown, North Dakota, and I ended. At uh, at a local top forty station when I was twenty nine years old, and so fourteen years, and, and over that course of time, I was at eight different radio stations, uh, in two different states, in a couple there, in three different cities, and here it's been fourteen years just in one place. Granted, one day a week. I'm sure, try, I'm trying to ma- I, I don't trying to even calculate the number of day jobs I've held in that time. <laughs> it's it's probably closer to fifteen. Yeah, right. <laughs> at right. this point, uh, that's the life of the, of an IT contractor these days. Uh, but it's just. It's just been I, I mean I can't even the, the 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 gratitude I feel for the chance to do this every yes. week is I, I I say it it sounds callow and 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 put on but it's it's not it's I'm genuinely thankful that this station has given me and us this chance to to have this outlet and this this voice which I think by the way is a, is a much needed voice in the community and a voice the community benefits from don't get me wrong it's not like there's uh, there's there's no give back here but the fact that we get to do this at this station every week uh is something I'm just so profoundly grateful for and I'm just so thankful that that John Hunt the original general manager put us on the air that Patrick Campy and the original program director you know shilled for us to get on the air with John Hunt mm. and that John said yeah what the heck it's only Saturday afternoons who cares yeah right <laughs> and of course the people since then I mean I mean uh, Ron Stone and uh, Nick Novak, and finally uh, Nick Anderson and uh, Lee Michaels, who keep us on the air these days. Right. And right. the whole crew that's been with the NARN the entire time. I mentioned the whole crew up front. Of course, you, Michael Broadcore, put in a couple years in between there. Uh, and, and the various producers we've had. Of course, the, my late great friend Joe Hansen, who that's got right. us on the air way back when. Uh, the Russian Wonder Twins, uh, Irina, and uh, the other one whose name eludes me right now, and it's really okay. Uh, they're long gone right now. Of course, uh, you know, Matt Reynolds, uh, Amy Wynn, uh, Megan Fatale, the conciliere, uh, you know, and of course, our current, uh, the conciliere, of course, our executive producer and our current uh, actual show producer is, uh, is, is Terminator N. Mm-hmm. So yes. always happy and grateful for all the great work they do to make us sound less awful. Well, and, and I've said it many times before, we went, specifically when we're on the remote broadcast, it's like, you know, this, we literally 
sit down, do a couple mic checks, hey, check one, two, check one, two, and then we're ready to go. And the amount of work that goes in behind it, yeah, you're exactly right. You named all the names of the folks who are responsible. I mean, we, we didn't even mention the office personnel and all, everything they do to, goes into remote broadcast, yeah. and we just show up and talk in a microphone. And this, here's the thing. I mean, back, back when I worked in real radio as a professional in the business, that's the way radio is supposed to work. You had people like like I had been, producers behind the scenes who got that stuff all set up so that the air talent could come in and just sure. do, do the voodoo they do. And that's the thing about this this whole thing that has just blown my mind is that all of us, a bunch of amateurs, weekend warriors who come in and do this for the fun of it, we get a little money, but uh, sure. I think it's fair to say we do it for the fun of it more oh, than yeah. the money at this point. Uh, we get treated and have always been treated like we're Steve Cannon or Don Imus, okay, yeah. or Don Imus coming into the studio every every week. It, it's and, and out on remotes and out at events and and especially at the events like we have coming up. So I just like to thank everyone involved. And of course, thanks uh, to you, Brad Carlson, for for doing your show every Sunday. Thanks to King Banyan, our good friend, who's out there every uh, Saturday morning on our sister station, even fourteen forty, the businessman. Yeah, and other than when he was running for state rep, King has been here since day one. Every show weekend is since day one as well. Absolutely. So. He used to drive 90 miles each way every weekend to do it, too. That's so impressive. I appreciate that. So anyway, and of course, thanks to all of you in the audience for, for making this worth doing every week. So very, very busy week coming up here. Our guest list today is uh, longer than Studio 54 back in its heyday. Jake Duesenberg from Action for Liberty joins us next. After that, we're going to be talking with Rob Dorr uh, from the, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And Louis Denard for the African American Heritage Gun Club. Oh, that's not even everything today. Stay tuned. It's the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at WNAV-video.com. That's WNAV-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Can Americans be financially coerced to underwrite labor unions when they're opposed to positions taken by the unions? That was the big issue this week before the nation's highest court, whether workers can be coerced to financially underwrite and undergird labor unions when the positions taken by the union would be opposed to their own convictions. The case is known as Janus versus the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, and it challenges Supreme Court precedent that goes back four decades, requiring persons in certain categories of employment to contribute union dues and fees, even when they do not want to be members of the union. Today, with Justice Neil Gorsuch on the court, it is expected that the court will reverse its 40-year-plus precedent. This may mean a big, big change on America's political landscape. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune. But there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us, and I hope you do. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the Such a busy day today. By the way, don't forget, Jason Flores, the Americans Prosper- for Prosperity. Four o'clock today, Kim Crockett will be joining him, talking about Janice versus Ask Me, public sector union lawsuit. Long story about that. I'll save for I have some time later on in the broadcast here. But make sure you tune in at 4 o'clock for, uh, for uh, Jason Flores with Kim Crockett, Americans for Prosperity, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. So if you, own an ad, if you run an advocacy group of any kind and you're not doing a scorecard of some kind, you're missing out. All the cool kids are doing it. And yet they do perform a vital service uh, to, our, to, to the electorate if, if you're just there to look out for them. With us to talk about the latest addition and uh, perhaps one of the more interesting additions to the array of scorecards available to the voter out there is uh, Jake Duesenberg from Action for Liberty. Jake, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thanks for having me back, Mitch. Good, uh, good to be with you. Oh, thanks for squeezing me on such a busy day. It is, uh, it, it is, it is like LAX on, on Christmas Eve here today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you got you, you Action for Liberty. Uh, of course, you got you and uh, you, you, you and the rest of the crew at Action for Liberty have been busy carrying on the mission. We used to call that of the Tea Party uh, for some time right. now, years and years now. And you have a new project here, getting into the scorecard business. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about the scorecard site you and uh, and and the rest of Action for Liberty have put up. Yeah, certainly. It's uh, called minnesotascorecard.com. You can go to mnscorecard.com to check it out. Now, that intro was so interesting. I'm like listening to them like, man, does that mean I haven't been doing anything in the last three or four years with Action for Liberty? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the, the, the reason being that we didn't have a scorecard at this point was because there are some really good ones. LEA's got a good scorecard. Taxpayers League's like, got a great scorecard. Margaret Martin's probably one of the hardest workers I've seen in this uh, conservative or center-right uh, coalition. But um, the issue with those scorecards is they come out too late. Um, they usually come out in October and December. And um, so there, there's no proactiveness to it. And it's just basically the, the, the inability of those organizations, which are great organizations, to um, monitor on a daily basis like we can. And so what we want to do is we want to encompass some of the things that they look at, but do it proactively. So it's it's a legislative tracker. We uh, show people what bills are going through the legislature that are of concern to you. We rate them on a very simple criteria. Does it expand individual freedoms while reducing government control? And so we put that up there. We show the legislators. We show um, the constituents. And then we actually spend a lot of money um, advertising this across the state of Minnesota, with the main target being Republican uh, delegates and Republican primary voters. And so um, when when a vote is taken on these bills, it automatically will compute the score so people will know where their legislator stands at all time. So it's something that we, we thought was a big hole in the movement, uh, that this is not being done. And so it's great to have scorecards that uh, evaluate 15 bills, but if it's done after the fact, um, it loses some of its uh some of its value. How do you pick the bills you're going to include on the scorecard? So our organization's uh, big vision is to make Minnesota a top 10 state for business in about 10 years. And so we've defined that in three policy areas, business freedom, health freedom, and educational freedom. So we're looking for bills, mostly the ones that are most consequential, that fall into those three Three areas. So a lot of folks, and I'm sure Rod Dorr is going to talk about this later on the program. There was a couple of bills by Representative Pinto this week. Um, <laughs> we didn't score those bills because there are a lot of good gun groups out there, and they're doing a good job getting the info out. So yep. it's not really our policy area. Although, with that being said, uh, we're we're debating if we're going to score Representative Slocum's bill because it's literally prohibiting business freedom. You can't manufacture a firearm. So. Um, we're staying with those three policy areas, but inside of that, you can imagine business freedom is uh, pretty wide-ranging. So um, we're going to look for many different bills. Uh, we could do up to 20 or 30 bills this session. Um, I would say that almost every year we're going to have a position on the omnibus bills, both on the constitutional grounds of single subject and also because they grow government, yep. and then most likely on bonding bills, too, which are usually full of uh, pork and, and add debt to our credit card. Now, I've talked with a lot of these uh, community advocacy groups, yourself, uh, the Gun Owners Caucus, uh, Minnesota Liberty, uh, various liberty groups. 
Uh, and of course, Margaret Martin's a good friend of all of ours here in the Taxpayers yeah. League. Does a comprehensive scorecard. That's uh, that's also a, a go-to resource for the voters every year. But my big beef I have with scorecards in general, and and this is not to single yours up by any means. I haven't looked at yours. Yours this morning was my first exposure to yours. But they seem mm-hmm. to measure reliably one key thing, and that is the party out of power votes according to the absolute rigorous interpretation of its core principles. And the party in power votes to protect its majority, and that's right. that's like absolutely ironclad behavior. And I'm and, and I and I'm wondering if your if your scorecard shows us any way around that particular uh, morass, or does it does it reinforce that point as well? Well, unfortunately, well, so we we don't know because uh, we're starting with a clean slate. Now, oh, fair enough. We we watched the Republicans grow government by nine and a half percent, expand the role of government in health care. And also add a billion dollars to the, the state credit card last year when they had both the House and Senate. So um, we're not very optimistic, but at the same point, we're approaching this with hopes that they do pay attention. Now they're going to know the bills ahead of time. We, we hope it sways it. But in the end of the day, we have a long-term objective. We're not trying to take back this country or this state by the end of uh, 2018. We're looking at this long-term, many different election cycles, and what's unique about Action for Liberties, we have a pack, and we get involved in these elections. And most notably, we got involved and helped out Jeremy Munson get elected down in 23B, a seat that was uh, vacated by Tony Cornish. Right. And we believe we got a strong principal guy that's going to score real well and do a great job. And we're, we're in many other races because it's an election year. So what our intent is to, um, to someday, and I'm not, I'm not making any promises it's going to happen this session because I've got my beef with how leadership is. Uh, operating right now, but someday that we will have Republicans in charge and they will also not worry so much about getting reelected, but worry about the big thing of getting something done. And that's really why I think people have left the process. I mean, you look at the worst turnout ever of uh, of uh, caucuses in the Republican Party, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that what are they getting from this Republican majority? And I'm not even just talking about the state, the federal majority. I mean, my God, uh, we can't even repeal Obamacare. So we're looking to actually strengthen the Republican Party by making them actually promote conservative reforms and pass them. Yeah, I, I have wondered. In fact, I was at a, tea, a, a different Tea Party organization's meeting the other night, and, and, and the question popped up, will the Republican Party not learn that the establishment that, that the Tea Party to some extent repelled against uh, eight, seven, eight years ago continues to be the problem that, that, that is holding the Republican Party back in so many ways. Uh, and, and this is the establishment that, that keeps coming back to the fore and the, and the consultant class that keeps driving the, uh, the, the Republican Party toward the center when the chips are down. Uh, it's, it, it's kind of frustrating to be part of that Tea Party base that, uh, that was actually starting to have some, some progress in moving the party to where it belongs, uh, Jake Duesenberg. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, uh, it's always going to be that way. So when there's power in government, there are going to be special interests that will try to seek uh, favor with the current uh, people in control. But I I want to give people some hope here. I mean, go to oh, yeah. mnscorecard.com, look at what we're evaluating. And this is not backed by uh, just hopeful dreams. This is actually backed by an organization that knows what we're doing. We were behind Cal Bar's. A victorious uh, um, election results uh, two years ago. He took out a 22-year incumbent who had lost his way. Uh, he is serving right now as one of the best legislators in the state of Minnesota. True. We, we've got tea to this thing. We get involved in elections. We have a great um, partnership with many other organizations to actually achieve success with election results. So this is, this is us showing what the conservative agenda looks like. Um, and then when people... If people fail, let's just cross our fingers they don't. I would rather just not have to worry about elections, and these guys do a good job. But if we're going to be honest, uh, most likely they're not. Yeah. Um, and when they do fail, uh, we have something to take back to their uh, their base, which we'll probably know about this anyhow because of we're spending thousands of dollars each month getting into their hands, and uh, it should make a big difference. Um, and once again, I don't. I'm not going to pretend like we're going to take back this country tomorrow but it's going to take many election cycles but we we've got that plan and we've got the resources to do it absolutely jake duesenberg uh the the website once again how can people find the scorecard 
It, it's mnscorecard.com, and it's unique. We launched this just on Thursday, and it doesn't have a lot of content because there's no vote. So uh, click on watch list or, or, or type in mnscorecard slash watch list, and you can see the bills that we're looking at. And obviously, it's going to compute top performers and all that kind of stuff, but that's not going to happen until we actually have a vote. People might not know this, but the legislators really only voted on one thing, and it's to pay themselves again. So we have to wait till there are some some votes to actually uh, score where the legislators are at. What a conundrum! You don't want them to pay themselves, <laughs> but but if they don't pay themselves, you get nothing to show. I have the, the exactly. I, I have the link to minscorecard.com posted at shotinthedark.info on the show post for today. So definitely check that out. Jake Dusenberg, thanks for getting uh, getting on with us today. Uh, so going to be a useful resource. Looking forward to seeing where you go with this. Thanks for coming out today. Thanks, Mitch. Take care. You likewise. That's uh, Jake Duesenberg from Action for Liberty, uh, one of the many groups that uh, that was formed from what we used to call the Tea Party and carrying on the mission, and thank goodness for it. When we come back, Louis Denard from the African American Heritage Gun Club and Rob Dorf from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus join us to talk about a very busy week, a very busy session, and a very busy issue. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Quit smoking now with this exclusive half-price offer from The Patriot and Breathe. Freedom from nicotine. Get one gram for $2.50. That's half price. Breathe is the faster, easier, more effective way to quit smoking and start saving. There are a limited number of these half-off deals available. That's $2.50 for one program from The Patriot and Breathe Laser Therapy. You can quit smoking in just 60 minutes this week. Call The Patriot at 651-405-8800. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton St. Paul Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723 or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Quick reminder here, event I talked to you about last week, oh, it's it's here, it's coming up. It's officially called Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Tickets aren't available yet. It's going to be a ways up, but start uh, making your time. It's going to be Monday. April 29th at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. Uh, Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher will be hosting. It'll be emceed by who? 
Oh, Ed Morrissey, of course. It's going to be Ed. Ed's uh, racking up his frequent hosting miles, so there you go. Uh, tickets will be ranging from 20 to 199 uh, Stay tuned for more details. I will give you one detail right now. There will be a Narn table. The Northern Alliance will have a table. There will be seven seats up for grabs uh, to, to hang out with me, Brad Carlson, and the fetching Mrs. Carlson. That's coming up April 29th at the Marriott. Stay tuned for details on how to get your tickets here. So my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast for the first time uh, the head of the African-American Heritage Gun Club, uh, Louis Denard, joins us. Louis, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, we need to get uh, the mic on up here. Uh, Stand by. Pull the mic a little closer to you, by the way, right there. All right. There we go. Perfect. Lewis, thanks for coming on the broadcast well, Thanks today. for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. Now, you are the, you're, you're head of the African American Heritage Gun Club. Yes. Ted, describe the organization, for people who haven't heard about it, Ted, describe the organization, its affiliations, where it started, uh, everything people need to know about well, it. We initially started out as a, um, as a chapter of the National African American uh, Gun Association. Okay. Uh, we have since focused on our local problems instead of our national problems. Right. So, uh, but I like to tell people, don't let the name fool you. Right. All God's children are welcome in our group, and we look like America. If you look at a group or if you ever go out with a shoot with us, you're like, you're not all African Americans. <laughs> right. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, if we don't want people in our group that uh-huh. don't look like us, we're no better than the groups that don't want us in their clubs. Absolutely. And by the way, that's just, that's something that just astounds an awful lot of people who aren't shooters and who look at the shooter groups. I mean, about the about about the even handedness of your group and the inclusiveness, I should say, of your group. Uh, the pink pistols. You don't have to be gay to hang out with the pink pistols. They're actually one of our groups that we hang out with. Exactly. We go and, shooting joint shoots with them. And and, and of course, uh, the folks from the Gun Owners Caucus are, are down with all the same thing as well. Uh, so I mean, we're all sort of sort of uh, involved with the same crowd here. Exactly. So and also, now, on the other hand, the African American community has a different relationship with guns, especially here in major cities like the Twin Cities. And that always astounds me because one of my favorite guests I've ever had on the show was a fellow named Charles Cobb. He wrote a book called That Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed. It was about his time as a, as a civil rights worker in rural Mississippi, far away from the TV cameras, where civil rights workers were get, you know, away from the, the media scrutiny, were getting killed, beaten, shot, left in ditches, and, and, and worse. And the, the African-Americans who were working for civil rights at the time, in, in, in the, 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 away from the media scrutiny, they were all armed. They, they, yes. they, and and it, it's a tradition that African-Americans have had going back to before the Civil War, saying, well, if you want to keep your freedom, your property, your community, your family safe from whatever is out there, you've got to take care of it yourself. And, and yet so much of that has been lost in the last 50 years. I tell people when we had the great migration where my grandfather included left the South to come to the North, we left our guns with back in the South. That's right. It's like, uh, you didn't bring, you didn't bring any of your traditions to your kids. You know, my grandfather hunted as a kid. He, I never hunted as a kid. Really? I never had guns in my house. Either th- I, mean, I grew up in rural North Dakota, but I grew up in a very gun control family, which is sort of like growing up as a Republican in Minneapolis, I suppose, kind of out there. So among, among the African-American community, what's it like going out there as a Second Amendment advocate, uh, in, especially in a place like, like the Twin Cities? Well, I think as, as a, I can only speak for myself, right? but my perception is most African-Americans are Democrats. Right. Uh, the Democratic Party just, they're anti-gun. Right. So you get brainwashed. And I, I tell people like this. My grandmother was afraid of dogs. Right. She taught my mom to be afraid of dogs, who taught me to be afraid of dogs. <laughs> and I have two dogs at home now. I, I love them to death. But um, if you t- if you start telling your, your uh, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren that guns are bad, they start to believe it because that's what they were told from this high. Yeah. Know? And I've noticed that from a lot of of, of the African Americans I know here in the city, people like like you said, people whose whose forefathers came up north and left the guns. Uh, not only did they leave the guns at home and the traditions, and the traditions and the attitude that if you're good, to, you know, the protection starts in the home. How did that happen? And 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 what's uh, what's it like trying to overturn that? Well, just, just trying to crash that stigma. Uh, people are like you hunt, uh, yeah. Don't you hunt? <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm ex-military, so I've been shooting for 30 years, 30-plus years. And for me, it's just like it's always been a part of my home. Uh My daughter knew I had shotguns at home. 
and my my uh, youngest, who's uh, 19, he's grown up with me with guns in the house. Okay. I never knew they were, where they were. And right. I, I don't tell him to give me combinations or anything like that, but right. for him, it's the norm. Right. And, and that's, that's, of course, that's all societal change starts in the home as well. So right. it, so it had to do with my kids as well, overturning a, a, a generation of anti-gun tradition well, in my family. I'm kind of an old fuddy, even though I'm not old. Um, where None of us are old in this I room. think our society started to fall apart when men thought it was okay to impregnate women and walk away. Right. That was the, the, the slippery slope where we're sliding. And I have no respect for a man who won't take care of his child. Absolutely. Or who won't work. Right. And he can. Right. I, that's, that's alien to me. Yep. I was brought up in a house where my grandfather, because I was raised by my mom, right. my grandfather, my grandmother. Um, I was raised in a home where that was the norm. My grandfather right. went to work every day. He, only, he took his two weeks vacation off. And he only rarely stayed home when he was sick, which is, like, very rare. That, that's my role model, and that's my template. That's what I grew up with. Yep. Those are my values. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. And that's one of the ways society started falling apart. Another area, I think, where we started to fall apart, and I think where we're seeing our problem, part of our problem with, with the school shooting, quote, epidemic, end quote, today, is that another thing that society started doing is thinking that security, self-defense, protection is someone else's job. Our life is of incalculable value. But we rely on some civil servant who makes forty five fifty k a year to risk their life to protect ours here, and that's just completely foreign and wrong and absolutely back donkey words uh, yeah. in, in in the world I grew up in. You're your first line of protection, absolutely, and that's that's something that's been lost in vast swaths of our society. And 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 I live in St. Paul, in the deepest bluest part of the of the of the city, and the idea that that that, that someone would would defend themselves is regarded as mildly subversive, and and sure you get that living among the dfls you do we take it for granted here whereas in some countries you do not have the right to self-protection you don't have the right to self-defense the idea you can go to jail for defending yourself that's right the the, the idea that that self-defense is a god-given right is completely foreign to every, almost every other country in the world there's a few that are starting to pick up on it bits and pieces here and there the danes have an interesting tradition kind of uh that came up since world war ii of resisting at least foreign uh, illegitimate authority but it's completely foreign to every other nation in the world and it's uh, sadly become foreign to about 40% of our society here, and that right. 40% tends to congregate right around where we're at right now, yeah. Lewis. Yeah, but, but don't get me wrong. I'm not a Democrat. No. I've, I've disavowed first. I don't want to offend. Well, actually, I don't care if I offend anybody. Yeah. I think both parties are equally worthless. They, they, are, they spend all this time bickering instead of getting the job done. So you're doing me nothing. And I tell you, doing me no, you're doing no good to me. Right. I tell people that we as a nation will not get our country back until we have a viable third party. Yeah. Because then you have to talk. You have to talk to each other, and you may have to make a compromise here in order to get this, but that's what it's been. Traditionally, that's what it's about. You know, you start out as a kid, you can't get everything you want. You're not going to get everything you want. That's right. You, there's some compromise that has to be made. Yeah. I, that's why I was such an enthusiastic member of the Tea Party. It wasn't a third party, but it was pushing uh, one of the parties, really in, in, indirectly both parties, towards actually trying to get something useful done. And while it wasn't a third party per se, it's the same basic idea. There has to be some big insurgency of people who says who say, we've really had enough of, of your establishments nattering back and forth while things are falling apart, uh, apart all around us. Right. I grew up in a very liberal household. My, my dad was a union guy. My mom had she not had three kids and been married by 1960, it would have been a flower child, I'm fairly convinced. Probably still would be in her own way. Uh, and I was sort of, conservatism was a rebellion against that. So I don't think the Democrats are the bad guys. I mean, we have to try and have a society together. Or call it off and, and have mommy and daddy stop arguing and make two different countries, which I right. don't think anybody really think wants that bad. Absolutely. Uh, we got you both here for the next hour here. Louis Denard, how can, how can people find out more about the African-American gun club, uh, excuse me, African-American heritage gun club before we move on to talk about the, uh, the, the legislative session? We have a website at aahgc.org. That's which stands for African-American heritage gun club.org. You can find us on Facebook. Yep. Uh, African American Heritage Gun Club dash Minnesota. Um, you feel free to join. Like I said, 
all God's children are welcome. We don't turn anyone away. Absolutely. I've got the link to the Facebook page, uh, the show post right now. For those who didn't catch the website, we'll, we'll get everybody hooked up here. And I'll have a show post later on with a link to the website. So well, we'll, we'll make sure it. everyone gets in touch with you. But we're not done here yet. Rob Dord joins us uh, from the uh, Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Hey, good afternoon. Absolutely. And we're going to take a break here real quick before we come back and talk about the session that, uh, that that's going on right now. And you all both were involved in the, uh, in, in the uh, showdown over Linda Slocum's uh, bill this past week so i'm, I'm looking pinto. forward dave pinto dave pinto that's right yeah. well that's right well, the slocums never came up did it not, not yet not yet yeah. oh gosh we'll have to talk about that we got time and we will and uh, and we'll have uh, time we'll have 45 minutes to talk about when we come back but let's take a break right now we'll be back with lewis denard of the african-american heritage gun club and uh rob door the minnesota gun owners caucus to talk a little bit of second amendment uh, legislative uh, tactics and of course what it's about being a, a civil rights activist in our society today. Stick around. The fun has just begun on the Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Feeling safe anymore. Oh, the and the cops are... AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, Jan, your favorite cooking show is on. The, the one with the mystery box challenge. Oh, I love that one. If you've ever wanted to be on a cooking show, you'll enjoy this half-off deal from Chop Room. For just $900, you'll receive a $1,800 voucher from Chop Room in Minneapolis. It includes a private event for up to 20 people in a cooking challenge, just like on TV. This is a perfect gift for a family gathering, team building, or bachelorette party. To take advantage of this deal, call us at 651-405-8800. Hello, I'd like to deposit this to checking. Fate is a fickle master. What? The future is uncertain. Okay, and what's my account balance? Ah, the horizon is cloudy. I see a long, treacherous voyage Um, filled with great peril. Look, can I just get a deposit slip or something? A fortune bank teller. Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. I see a yellow-eyed serpent and a low APR. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey, good day. Welcome to our show. Hey, good day to you too, Hoser. Hey, what is the best thing about winter in Minnesota? (laughs) I know, my Arctic spy. It's the best way to celebrate winter when it comes to the darn cold, eh? Yeah, and super energy efficient, too. Yeah, you can get yours at Premier Pool in Chanhassen today online at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take the fun seriously, even here in the cold, frozen tundra of Minnesota. Premierpools.com, eh? Yeah, take off, eh? Take off, eh? AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us, and I hope you do, in a studio in Egan, talking with uh, Rob Dorff from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and Louis Denard from the African American Heritage Gun Club, and I have to say, I had a little blast from the past this past week as... uh, 
as hearing I had I couldn't make it down. I'm sorry, I couldn't make it down to the hearings on was it Thursday morning, Wednesday, Thursday morning? Uh yeah, Thursday morning. Well, Thursday morning on Dave Pinto's uh gun bills. Uh we'll talk about those in a moment here, but uh, it it watching the turnout I, I mean, it's it's been a, it, watching the relative turnouts from the good guys and and the antis over the past couple of years has been a little. You can see the effect of all that Bloomberg money. I mean, you hire full time community organizers to whip up a crowd and get people to come out. You're going to get people whipped up and come out. And last year, last year in the, the legislature, uh, for a variety of reasons, the the urgency wasn't there and the good guys did not turn out. We saw a couple of legislative hearings that were crammed full of dreamsicles, yep. people in their orange shirts with their ELCA hair and their and their and their attitudes. And it, it was kind of disheartening. And I was starting to think, wow, is all that Bloomberg money turning the, the public relations tide on us? And it was just glorious to to watch the feeds and the video coming from the Capitol this past Thursday and see the answer was heck to the no. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the good guys turned out. Yes, um, you know it, it, there is a remarkable difference when we are on the defense uh, versus yeah. on the offense. And and I want to throw it out right now is I hope that everybody who uh, showed up on the defense when we're back on the offense again uh, is going to be equally committed. Uh, because it, w- when you start to slack off, that's when the legislature starts to think, well, maybe maybe we don't need to push these bills. Maybe we don't need constitutional carry. Maybe we don't need stand your ground. If you're not showing up, uh, you're not making a difference. Yeah, that's why I was telling people. I mean, the, the, the bottom fell out of gun control 40 years ago when gun owners took their eye off the ball for an extended period of time and left a vacuum that the other guys rushed into. And and there's nothing preventing that from happening again whatsoever. Right. Uh, as we saw this past week, if they, if you show them... Uh, was as Gail Sayers used to say, show me 18 inches of daylight and I'll get you a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> you show them 18 inches of daylight and they will jam a, a gun grab bill in there. At least it had the salutary effect this, this year of giving us an answer to when your liberal friends look down their nose at you and take on that patronizing tone and says, no one's coming for your guns. <laughs> we can point them to a couple of bills, including Linda Slocum's 3022 house oh, file. What an atrocious and, bill. <laughs> and say, yes, they are. You let them, you give them that. You, you turn your back for 30 seconds and they will come for your guns. Right. They're like cockroaches in the cracker cupboard. Yes. Uh, you, absolutely. They're, they're, yeah, so they will do that. So let's talk a little bit about the bills. It was not Linda Slocum's bill up uh, this past Thursday. Yeah, we had two bills that were coming up. Uh, we got notice on uh, Tuesday afternoon that there would be a uh, hearing on Thursday. So we had effectively about 36 hours or, or less to, to mount our uh, our opposition to the to the bills and prepare testimony, prepare testifiers. The two bills that were coming up were uh, Dave Pinto's uh, House File 1669, that's the Universal Background Check Bill, and House File 1605, that is the Red Flag Bill, they call it. Basically, that's uh, gun violence restraining orders. Right. Yeah. And, and these are gun violence restraining orders. I mean, th- that's an issue where, in theory, both sides can agree on something, but this bill was not the one we could agree on for what reason? Right? Well, first off, it was just uh, it was just atrociously drafted. Uh, they they it dealt with a lot with domestic violence, but it was stuck in mental health statutes. They put it in two forty five, which is our mental health statutes. Um, I think they did that to try to include suicides, but then it had words like abuser, but there was no definition of abuser, and it would reference a statute that didn't exist. It was it was atrociously drafted, uh, but the, the the, by far the biggest concern was due process. Right. This bill allowed uh, an ex parte hearing to take away your guns. Now, what an ex parte hearing is, is that somebody makes an accusation. They, they say that they are worried that you're a danger to yourself or others. They come and take your guns without you having any say in the process. You don't face your accuser. You don't have any rights to defend yourself. You don't have any ability to uh, present your defense. They come and take your guns, and then they say, we'll see you later in court, and, and we can figure this out. Bring a lawyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, and, and so here's, here's a couple of the really disturbing things, if that wasn't bad enough. They specified in the bill that in order to issue that, that order, that they could, the police can come and seize your firearms. They only needed a preponderance of the evidence. Right. And that's what you see on Judge Judy in the People's Court. That is 50.01% maybe you pose a, you're a, a danger to yourself or others. A subjectively determined 50.01%. <laughs> right. Right. That, that, and remember, this is 
all one person's side of the story. This is you have no defense. So if somebody can prove with just a, a, a pair line above 50 percent. Let's be honest. The term is convince. Yes. Not prove. <laughs> right. That that you then you lose your firearms. And their idea of due process is someday later on down the line, you can come and present your case. And the language of the bill said it is it is the responsibility of the defendant to prove that they are not a danger to themselves or others. And what's the standard of proof that they want for your defense? Clear and convincing evidence. Which is less than preponderance no it is more oh, than preponderance oh, oh, yeah. you're right you're right you're right, right my bad so yeah there there is <laughs> <laughs> there is reasonable uh evidence right there's a preponderance of the evidence re, uh, you know reasonable suspicion preponderance of the evidence clear and convincing uh and then beyond a reasonable doubt right clear and convincing is a significantly higher standard because it's like it's more, you know, you think it's not 75%. It's not halfway there. It's like 90%. Right. Uh, clear and convincing evidence that you do not, you have to prove a negative that right. you do not pose a danger to self. I, I, the fact that they think that this has any modicum of, uh, of, constitutionality it violates the second amendment the fourth amendment the fifth amendment the sixth amendment <laughs> and that's why our buttons there said due process matters we had the whole room with our side decked out in due process matters buttons so and, and we only have we, this is going to be a larger <laughs> subject but what right. first of all let's talk about the crowd i mean the crowd yeah. that came out uh was uh, overwhelmingly the good guys not as overwhelming as in some hearings in the past where yep. it'd be 600 to 24 but would you say the uh, the the the, imba- the the balance of the crowd was well i think for 36 hours notice uh we did phenomenally well i i've heard anywhere from four to one uh for us to 10 to one to us all right uh it, I would, you know, and I didn't get a chance to see all the overflow rooms. I know we filled up an overflow room. We filled up a hallway. We filled up outside of uh, a couple of the Supreme Court chambers and the uh, and the House chambers with TVs with people huddled around watching. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've heard anywhere from four to one to ten to one. And based on my just my anecdotal observations, I would say that that the four to one sounds about right. Now you testified. I know you yes. you, you spent some time shredding some of the the falsehoods that were brought up. Right. Uh, uh, Lewis, uh, your associate, uh, Mr. Ward, uh, I forget his first name. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel Ward. He testified as well, and I'm told he yes. did a great Were you there on Thursday? No, unfortunately, I was in class all uh, this week. Yeah, uh, I know. I had I had a fire drill at work I had to deal with, too. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm told Daniel absolutely shredded as well. Yeah, he did great. He he really blew their minds talking about the impacts of the poor and disenfranchised franchised in the inner city and how universal background checks is is disproportionately uh, affects the poor negatively, and, and it was it was fantastic. He he really blew some people's minds there. Well, it was kind of kind of shocking when you realize the two largest uh, cities in Minnesota have no no gun stores in them. Right. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's been years since you'd be able to f- find a gun anywhere south of Larpenter Avenue in St. Paul, and Minneapolis is even worse. We're just up against a break here. We're about half done here. Could we keep you both for two more segments? Absolutely. Or, obviously, we're kind of in, in my wheelhouse here for subjects <laughs> I love to talk about. It's been a great week to talk about as well. Uh, we're talking with Rob Dorr from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and Louis Denard from the African American African American Heritage Gun Club. Say it three times fast, I dare you. <laughs> uh, we're going to have them for another half hour if you have questions. Questions or comments about the week that was in civil rights activism and the issue as it goes forward, give us a call at 651-289-4488. It's the Northern Alliance. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, 
you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show. Here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking health and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America. America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, At Barnett Family Dentistry, we love to see you smile. So it's no surprise that our motto is, for all the smiles in your family. I'm Liz Barnett at Barnett Family Dentistry. We are located in Ramsey off of Highway 10 and online at barnettfamilydentistry.com. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 